On Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County, and uh, I guess I can say that, can I, Bud? Yeah, uh, Bud, my, my buddy Bud Mitchell is here, <laughs> and uh, you went down to Talladega. You must have you must have known that all this was going to happen. Norris Daytona. Uh, oh, that's right. Why did I say that? I'd still be down there. Yeah, I mean, if you'd known like it was, but you would not. You you've got to come back, and you got to take care of everything around you. And even the if you think about the, um, come on guys, turn that music off. <laughs> the um, you were on your tractor this morning when I came to get you, and you were clearing out the uh, everything. All the parking areas and the road, and you—you uh, you just have a—I I don't know what it is. You're compelled to do things for everybody else, and you never ha- have liked anybody doing anything for you. Well, and I've—and I've never seen one like you. And you and I have been friends ever since we were almost toddlers. Well, I might not have done that this morning, but when my <laughs> wife said, "Do it, do it," oh yeah, so, so you know. <laughs> That has a lot to do with me doing things, but anyway, I, I really enjoy it. But I was trying to get the uh, parking lot at the tire store yeah. and over at the hardware store both cleared up before people run on it with their tracks because it's a lot harder to, to clean that asphalt yeah. with that uh, tire tracks. It pushes it in, and it's hard to get up. So that's one reason I really I started on it probably about uh, somewhere around 630. Yeah. Uh, clean it off uh, I, I took me that long to eat i was i guess from i don't know i got a shop around six or maybe somewhere in there and uh we eat our daily meal you know our breakfast anyway and uh uh i was ready to go i said uh, but i'll tell you what it's cold out there but it's not as cold as it's been you can tell it my fingers stay better yeah you were hurting me. all the way over your hands well <laughs> i was aiming to take a break between the shop and the store, yeah. you know, cleaning. And I knew time was running so close that I better be getting the job done. So I just stayed with it. But uh, I, I'm hoping my wife will pay me more. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> you know, it, what What was interesting as I was watching you do that, of course, I was, I was trying to hurry you up because I didn't know how long it would take us to get over here at Adams yeah. Place. Yeah. And it did take a while. That road is, it, it, it's pretty, it's, well, it's very slippery. And then with the addition of the snow, the snow helps your, your, uh, your ability yeah. to not slip and things like that. But 
Uh, I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen the weather. You and I were talking about that on the way over here. The ice underneath is what really makes it bad. But yeah. what, yesterday, I worked half a day or better getting the ice off of uh, the store and the hardware store and the tire store. Yeah. And uh, that really helped, though, because I just had to make one run per, nearly per uh, run to, to get it off with just snow being there. Now, yeah. if that ice had been on there, I couldn't have done that. But uh, what, what, what really makes it bad is for the ice to be on there with the snow on top of it. Yeah. But the snow, it's a lot better and it's a lot safer. And I tell you, I could really tell a difference this morning in the temperature compared to yesterday, too, because I came in two or three times yesterday just to, just to warm up, you know. But uh, anyway, we hadn't been that busy uh, in a sense because of people just needing what they need. they yeah. got to get out. And, uh, you know, if you don't really need it, it's best not to get out. But I want them to, you know, in a sense, if they need something, we want to be there, you know. I felt like I had to come in this morning. I have missed, it's the first time I've ever done it, I missed three days this week. And uh, uh, when the weather came in, of course, I, I, the guests, uh, I put them at risk a lot of times if, if they're coming in in yeah. this kind of weather. Yeah. So we decided not to do it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then uh, it's not like I was going to put you at risk because I, w I wanted to go by and pick you up. Of course, that may have been risky, you riding over here with me this morning. But the thing that you were that caught my attention, I've been in a number of business places, mostly restaurants and things like that, since this bad weather hit. And the ice is just as dangerous for you walking into yeah, the places. True. And... I know, uh, I think it was Monday at the MAC, I got out. No, it wasn't. Uh, it's was one of those days anyway. But I got out of my car to go in and work out. I couldn't stand up. Yeah. I, I said, if I fall, uh, this is going to be bad news. So I went back. <laughs> I, I did go in yesterday, and, and they had uh, salt out that was kind of taking care of all yeah. the ice and everything. And, you know, it, it, that's a big plus for businesses to be able to make the traction good enough for people to walk inside their building. Well, that's one reason I was wanting to get the ice off. And one of the boys uh, was starting to put salt down. And I told him, I said, don't put the salt down. I'm going to try to get the ice up. And I did. Yeah. But the thing about the uh, salt, it will track so bad. It's like uh, he put just a little down. I said, don't put any more down. But uh, Kay came in and started mopping the floor to tire shop because yeah. it, it just what little we'd put down, it already tracked. But anyway, it, it worked real good to get that ice up. And I was doing that for the customer. I, I looked out there, and uh, Allison went straight up in the air. Oh, no, don't and, tell me that. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, I didn't even have to uh, break the ice loose where she hit. Bless her heart. <laughs> she was laughing about it, but uh, I imagine she's sore this morning. And I had another two to uh, one of the workers uh, back there uh, fell too. But anyway, uh -huh. nobody got hurt. But it, it's very dangerous out there, you know, and uh, especially uh, the older you get, you know, the more that uh, people need to watch and, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, me and my wife held hands yesterday, and uh, I thought. Well, well that's not unusual. Well, uh, well, I said she must be in love with me, and she kept her 
pulling on me because she was afraid she was going to fall, too. So I, I thought it wasn't love. It's where she didn't want to fall. Bless her heart. It was I hope you don't tell these stories in church. I, yeah, I guess you do. Oh, man. Well, we, 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 we called church off last night. And the uh, reason we did was uh, was a weather report. Yeah. About 7 o'clock, that's what I thought. That's when that snow really, really started coming. So yeah. it was a blessing in a sense because uh, uh, I don't know if we had that many. We've been yeah. having anywhere from yeah, close up to 50 on Wednesday night, somewhere in there close, and not that many sometimes too. But anyway, uh, you know, the people that are going to be there are going to be there. Yeah. And uh, so... It's kind of like uh, somebody said, well, you mean y'all are going to church? I said, I've worked every day since March. And why, why, if I'm going to work, am I going to go to church? Yeah. Uh, the Lord's looking at that said, uh, you worked. You want to make some money, but you wasn't interested in coming and worshiping me. And and he knows, you know, he, he knows the amount of hairs you have on your head. So God knows where well, he knows I don't have as many as I used to have. Well, anyway, he knows where you're at and what yeah. you're doing. And uh, he's paying attention to us. And sometimes said, well, he won't know this. He knows everything. Yeah. You know, people might not know it. But Judgment Day, things that we've done that we thought we got away with, we didn't. You know, so anyway, uh, we've got to clear up a lot of things before we leave here, you know. I've got a feeling that we're going to have... A big old book as thick as the, the, the Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I thought this yesterday. I said, Lord, if you forgive me for what I've done, you'll forgive anybody. Because uh, there's so many things, you know, it, I thought I got away with. I really didn't get away with them, you know. No. <laughs> now, now, tell me uh, something uh, on, on another note. The, all the salt that's on the roads right now yeah. that's making our uh, travel safer, um, how much damage does that do to your vehicle, the, the, the salt? Well, it's not as bad as it was. One thing about it, uh, your inner fenders and all, even the front and the back, are plastic. Yeah. Or, you know, they're, they're, they're not metal. And... Uh, that right there helps now. It don't help in, uh, you know, the joints or where the uh, floor pans and stuff's at, you know. Yeah. But it's a lot lot better than it used to be. Uh, used to, you know, if you got a car from up north, you better watch out because close the door and it might just fall in. Yeah. But, but, and if you bought a car down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There would be a lot of uh, um erosion in, in in the materials in the car yeah that's right yeah so it's a lot better than it was and i'll tell you another thing they're doing they're coating the bottom of them where we used to have them I, you paid extra for this but you could get them undercoated back in the uh, 40s and 50s you could uh, when you buy a new car do you want it undercoated well they could undercoat it with a, kind of what we call tar you know yeah. a tar resident like you have on your roof but uh now uh they, it's a liquid that they spray on there, and uh, they do this. Hello? Hello? But hey, you, Terry. I've got Terry. I've got Terry Hodge on my phone, bud. Yeah. Uh, wh what are you calling about? You know, you know they got the show going. <laughs> oh.
Well, I had to take care of y'all. Well, tell me about Buster. Good. James Hamlin. And he's home. Well, good. Well, since uh, we can only hear one part of that conversation, and we'll let Truman finish his phone call, and um, maybe we'll find a secretary for him, too, while we're at it. But uh, we'll be right back with more of the Truman Show in a second. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro. Our residents say the chefs at Adams Place run the area's best restaurant. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Del Wamsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. French's Shoes and Boots is the number one place in Tennessee to find the latest Southern styles at unbelievable prices. We know you work hard for your money, so when searching for high quality footwear that won't let you down, French's has you covered. We have a huge selection of casual and work shoes and boots at the best prices in town, guaranteed. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Brian Barrett. Good morning. This is a severe weather alert. Well, Mother Nature outdid herself with this snow. 
anywhere from three to six inches of snow across Rutherford County. And uh, we are going to be dealing with this today for sure as temperatures remain chilly. We do have several reports of accidents out there. The roads are very treacherous once again this morning. So if at all you can stay away and stay off the roads, that's the best plan for us all today. But again, a countywide three to six inches of snowfall overnight. Next on News Radio WGNS, it's your Snow Patrol report. As you can imagine, with all of the snow, the Rutherford County Schools and Murfreesboro City Schools have closed. The city's ESP is closed. MTSU is closed not only today, but tomorrow as well. That's all classes in person and online canceled. Bill Rice Academy, Franklin Road Christian, Providence Christian, MTCS, Lancaster Christian Academy, St. Rose of Lima, all closed. Motlow State Community College, the Smyrna campus closed and all classes canceled. That includes online. TCAT in Murfreesboro and Smyrna, students virtual, no special industry classes and staff working remotely. New Vision Preschool closed. Rutherford County Government Offices closed. Murfreesboro's City Council meeting scheduled for this evening has been canceled. The Plainview Elementary rezoning meeting, which was scheduled to take place today, well, that has been moved to Tuesday at 6 p.m. at the county school board offices. Murfreesboro Medical Clinic remaining closed today as well. More at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Brian Barrett. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Start your day with the Wake Up Crow. Join John Dickens, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense. He was an essayist. Boy, Dalton really won't know this one <laughs> if he wrote an essay on Common Sense. <laughs> it's a new way to start your day. Do you know when a joke becomes a dad joke? No, when? When it becomes apparent. <laughs> Join John Dickens, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. Weekday mornings, 6 to 8 on News Radio WGNS. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. A winter storm warning is in effect for the forecast area. A few scattered areas of snow and freezing rain mixing at times this afternoon with cloudy skies and temperatures holding rather steady. I'm meteorologist. Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 30. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Bud Mitchell. And uh, I'm sorry I got in that conversation when I got the telephone call from Terry Hodge. And uh, uh, James Hamlin is, is doing a whole lot better. We just want to let everybody know that because. Uh, he's been such a good friend to so many, and he went up to St. Thomas yesterday, Bud, and and got a uh, a port taken out, and now he he's uh, he's almost 100% better, which tickles me to death. Because uh, uh, 
you can't beat a good guy like him. Now, you were in Daytona to see, to watch the Speedway, the race, and you go up there every year. Uh, you go to Daytona. You, you've been up to Bristol a lot. Uh, but Talladega seems to be your favorite. Why is that? Because they're both super uh, uh, speedway races. Well, actually, you'll see a better race at uh, Talladega, and one one reason for that it's it's a wider track. Yeah. And it and it uh, gives them more room to operate on it. But uh, I guess it's closer to home too. <laughs> it's uh, 200 miles from the house to to the track at uh, Talladega, which we always go down to Chattanooga and go down 59 yeah. to go. I've tried every way uh, over 50 years, but anyway, uh, I like going 59 because of traffic, too. But anyway, It's about 600, a little over 600 in Daytona, right? Yeah, I think about 650, isn't it? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. But anyway, uh, it's 200 to Talladega, so we consider that a home track in a sense. It's shorter there than it is to Bristol. You know, you don't even really think about that, but it is. The racing NASCAR has changed a lot since the the beginning, hasn't it? Oh, it's just a different different world. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, it, it, some of it's good and some of it isn't. But they still like to hold on to their good fa fans. I know uh, when you've gone to uh, Talladega, and all this distance and social distancing started, you have been uh, um, pretty much treated like a king when you go down there because uh, they'll reach out to you. Oh, they've been really good to us. Uh, we got an interview from uh, Birmingham uh, Station, did an interview for us. And uh, they... Uh, Told about us that I told them we'd been I've been there for 50 years. Yeah, I, I hadn't missed a race except for one or two, uh, and uh, I I told them about doing that. And you know the track president of Talladega brought us tickets, and I didn't have tickets that time because uh, they had had so many to go out, and yeah. he even asked me where I wanted to sit. So. I got tickets in the spring and also the fall race. And uh, I told him, I said, I sit about halfway up and uh, right in the middle. And I'd be dog if he didn't give me tickets there. But anyway, they, they were really good to me. But I, told, I said, I had never missed a race here. One time I was hurt on that motorcycle wreck, and yeah. I had a friend to die uh, when the race went. And I had another time I was on a mission trip in the Caribbean. Mm. And that's only three times I missed. And that's for both races now, two races a year. But uh, we've we've really gone to Talladega, but I like Talladega. I like the people down there, too. You know, we got, we've got we been gone so long, we've got friends down there like at home, you know. Tell, and, me, uh, tell me about your grandson, because I know that he's listening today. Well, old Lincoln is. <laughs> I guess I'm hoping he's working. I'm, you know, he won't know. Uh, he won't know if I was going to pay him. But anyway, he's he's always wanting to do something. Yeah. And you know, uh, he works around the shop, and he's not seven. But if I if we can get that worth ethics in him, and I think he'll be okay in life. And he's got a good attitude, and he's really uh, what I'd say he's smart. He's a lot smarter than I ever was at his age. Because he thinks a lot deeper than me. Yeah. 
but he's really a good boy, and we're just so thankful for Lincoln and, and having Lincoln. So, you know, uh, uh, old Lincoln's hanging in there. Lincoln is a special young fella. Yeah. And I really miss uh, eating with you guys when we would go to Miller's because uh, Lincoln, he, he was interested in the food and in the conversation, but he was more interested when the trains would go by outside. Well, and you running the out there with him, it, yeah. it was just, it was special for me. Yeah, he'd tear the table up trying to get out of there. When, <laughs> I don't care what was doing. If we was eating or whatever, he had to go to, you know, see the train. But anyway, yeah. he, he loves trains. And, you know, I can remember when I was little, I, well, all children, I like it. Yeah. Likes trains. I remember standing on the viaduct there at McFadden School and, uh, Back then, you know, they had them old locomotives where they uh, shoveled the coal in. And if you stood on that thing, it'd be black air for five minutes <laughs> after it because that old thing of puffing going through there. But I remember, you know, watching the trains and, and uh, you know, having really enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been blessed. You really have yeah. with such a good family like you have and, and uh, all that they have meant to the community. I, I've always thought, you know, we always called it Jakestown uh, when we were growing up, but uh, it, it almost needs to be Mitchellville because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, you I, know, my daddy took care of that several years ago. They came out, and uh, really they had no signs or nothing, you know, and, and uh, somebody from the county come by and said, we're going to put a sign out here, this road, we're going to put it down there, uh, Mitchell Street. Yeah. My daddy told me, I said, I don't care what you name that street. Don't you put Mitchell Street on that thing. <laughs> and uh, they named it Jake's Town because Mr. Jake's, Whittley Jake's, bought, built every house down there. Yeah. And uh, I told him when he started the first one, I believe it's 1948, I, I hung off the rafters in every house that he built down there. We'd be building them. I'd go down there and uh, I guess what they call it, nosing around. But anyway, he was good to me and he let me. Uh, in, a, in a way, play around there, but yeah. I'd hang from the rafters on every one of them. But uh, anyway, I, uh, Jay, that Jake's town is because the Jake's built every, nearly every house out there back in the, well, they started uh, Jake's Avenue in uh, around 47, 48, and y'all got, the, I believe, the third, third or fourth house yeah. down that street uh, where, where you was raised. And uh, all the houses on the main road were built by Jakes's, except for one or two. But anyway, they built all of them. And you look at the design and tell it's a Jake's house when you know how they built them. We thought they were castles, were mansions back then in those days. Oh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we most of us grew up poor. We really yeah. did. But I wouldn't have lived any. I, I still remember my mama. Uh, you know, I transferred from Kittrell to Mitchell Nelson, yeah. uh, to the seventh grade. And my mama uh, a asked us, now, do you guys still want to live here? Or we, we've looked at a house over at Mitchell Nelson. And uh, we said, no, mama, we want to stay here. And we did. I mean, we, mom and daddy were there for a long, long time. And, and what really made it, it of course, it, it wasn't the houses. It was the people that lived here, that uh, lived there during that time. Well, we were, we were all really what I call family because yeah. uh, if uh, my mama or daddy didn't whip me, your mama or 
the neighbor, if I did something wrong, they'd turn around and whip you too, you know. <laughs> and it and it was well, not a case of being mean, but it's a case of love. They all love, you know, loved us, and we loved them because they was really, even though they didn't have our last name, they were part of our family, you know. And uh, that's one good thing about the community back then. And, you know, down that street, Butch, there's this one person that's still living, and that's Mildred Harrell. Mildred, uh, they moved down there, I believe, in 48 or may have been first 49, but yeah. they lived in, actually, you see, it was the uh, second house. Yeah, second uh, on the left going yeah, in. I, so it must have been probably 49. I believe I people would at least started in 48. But anyway, every time he'd build one, he'd move to the next one, and he moved to the next one. So he got up to the top of the hill there. Then he turned around and come down the other side and started building houses. But uh, anyway, it was over a period of years, and uh, Wood Lee financed them houses that people were able to buy them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they couldn't afford a house, but he would make it where you could afford a house. And, and uh, a lot of people said, you know, he he wasn't the best fellow, but he was. He was probably as good as he was because he looked out to where you could have something, too, as well as himself. He wasn't what I'd say selfish with it. He tried to help you. There were a number of Jakes's that lived there, and then there's a big farm behind Jakes Avenue, and uh, it had a big pond in it. Yeah. And as kids, we would all, uh, he did not want us on the property back there. Yeah, that was Comer Jakes. That's Comer. And, yeah. and we would sneak over there and, and catch bullfrogs and, and uh, do a little fishing and wading, and uh, we always had to be on the lookout for him because yeah. he would be after us. And do you remember when he chased all of us down uh, Jake's Avenue yeah. to the Davenport house? <laughs> and we went running into there and, and actually went straight under the beds. I mean, we were hiding from him, scared to death. Yeah. And uh, Miss um, uh, Davenport, she, she met him at the door. And some of the language she gave him, <laughs> he was ready to get away from there pretty quick. Well, he, he wasn't, wasn't mean in a way. No, he was anyway, trying to protect his property. Anyway, he, he, they is all good, and yeah. they is good to us, I guess, not to not to have killed us. Yeah. I, told my mom, I had to have a good mom and daddy <laughs> that I'm still living because uh, if uh, if you looked at it, uh, they had a right to do away with me. But anyway, uh, we had good families. We had good neighbors. We had a good time, and, and uh, a lot of people say this isn't true, but we come up in the, probably the best times that this country oh, I will ever so. have known yeah. because we all love one another, and it didn't make no difference. I got a, uh, several friends that are, are still living it that are my age, and uh, I still remember them. Uh, uh, George Clark, uh, oldest Clark was his daddy, mm -hmm. and uh, they live right up the road about seven, eight houses on up toward Woodbury, but uh, Oscar Butler and James Butler, all of them, uh, they were really good to us. And uh, they traded with us, and, and we treated them uh, just like we wanted to be treated and and uh, just had good neighbors. We didn't have no problems out there at all that I know of. Yeah. But anyway, it was a, a good place to be raised, a good place to live. You know, and also our schools were the same. Yeah. Uh, the class of 59, of course, we we, we all came from uh, grammar schools. Or uh, Back then, they had the, the 
first grade through 12, a lot of the schools were. But those of us that went on to to Central, uh, we've pretty much stayed friends with just about everybody who was in our class. We were close to 200 kids in our class, just under. We had a good bunch of people. Yeah. And uh, as a group, we're still close, you know. Yeah, we are. Uh, You know, I went to the training school and, and then to Central, and at Central, I met kids from all over. Yeah. And I didn't go to Kittrell because my mama taught at Kittrell, and she didn't want us to come there because uh, she taught there and didn't want us to say that, that she would take up for us, and she wouldn't. Mama would whip us uh, before she'd whip somebody else, but anyway, she'd, if you need to whip I was it. very glad that she whipped you instead of me a lot of those <laughs> times, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you know, she believed in discipline. Yeah. And, you know, part of what's wrong right now, we're not taught discipline, we're not taught respect. And yeah. those two things is what has made our country really great. And we're we're losing part of it because a lot of the uh, children have no mama or daddy in a sense that they teach them anything. Yeah. And uh, we was taught something at home. And when you got to school, you didn't have to be taught to respect or that kind of thing because you knew it already. It's already in you. It's kind of like when I went in to the Army I, in, in 1960, I went to Fort Jackson well, a lot of them didn't understand discipline and respect, but it didn't take you long to catch on. But I knew it to start with, and uh, that really helped me as a as a person. And I didn't have a bit of trouble. But anyway, I I didn't know what home, how to appreciate home till I got down there, and, and uh, I was down there a while, and I thought I was a rock and roll fan till till I found out uh, you know country music was where <laughs> I was from. You know, it didn't take me long to figure that out either. That's about the only station we could pick up WSN. when we first went in. That's yeah, right. it was a, it was a nationwide. You, yeah, you know they could pick you up nationwide. You know one of the things I've been thinking about. We probably ought to mention this. In 1951, we had an ice storm here, and and our electricity was out for two weeks. No electricity for two weeks, and a lot of people back in didn't even have. If they lived on the side road. Uh, they might even not have electricity because yeah. they didn't have any lines and stuff run out there. But so, you had a cold stove there in the, in right, the store a, a at warm that morning, time. And, and we had Everybody in the neighborhood would be up there in front that's of that right. fire. And we had a grate, too, uh, yeah. a grate in the house and a warm morning stove in a, in a, a store. And uh, you learned to uh, love and appreciate that warm morning, too, buddy. We, we'd throw that coal to it. I tell you, we we spent a lot of time underneath the covers during that particular time. That's right. And and my my daddy, of course, was driving the Greyhound bus, and he had to be out, and, and that's about the only thing that could get up some of these mountains around here. It was amazing. Uh, daddy Daddy loved driving for for Greyhound, but let let's let's talk since we're into the cold and the freezing weather and everything. How's Danny and Judy doing you, uh, down around Dallas-Fort Worth area? Well, they're doing okay. Uh, there's a bunch of them out there. And, uh, the, the, her daughter and husband, they don't, and they got uh, four kids. They have they live right across the street, and they're on a different system to Judy and them, but they didn't have electricity. And uh, Dan, their son, he lives in closer to Fort Worth, which uh, I guess 15 or 20 mile out of. Fort Worth North, uh, where Judy lives, Haslett, Texas. Yeah. But uh, he lives uh, in uh, 
in Fort Worth, and uh, he's been out of electricity too now for it'd be a week, and and uh, the daughter nearly a week. So it's kind of divided. I don't know where the the systems are different or what it is, but anyway, that, Judy and Danny have kept electricity there, but they really have a problem out there in Texas. Well, being so far south. Nobody's used to this kind of weather down there. In fact, I think they're breaking all kinds of records yeah. in Texas. And and uh, you know, we think we're bad off, but you think of places down there that are not used to this kind of weather. Their of course, we're not either. Uh -huh. Their temperature is lower than ours because where we were, I don't know, from 15 to 20, they were at zero. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that front swept down and then come back up and, and really it went above us uh judy and danny when they have their weather one day we'll have their weather probably the next day roughly mm -hmm. uh kind of there that pattern draws right up our way but anyway that cold front went to the north of us and it went through kentucky mm -hmm. uh, and and even northern tennessee but uh their, their weather is a lot like ours but they've they've had it a lot rougher than we've had it well, since the go the the global warming is in Alaska and, and up in the North Pole, <laughs> I presume will it ever get back up there, or is it going to catch us? Now I know that uh, probably uh, Al Gore is 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 probably taking care of that global warming thing right now. You know, I don't think he's read what me and you have read. <laughs> the Lord is still in control. Yes, and and we will. It says that his words are same, and it'll be the same till the time ends. And, I, you know, this global warning thing, uh, if you look back to when we were little and you go through times and uh, decades, maybe before it changes, yeah. but it will change. And, uh, you know, sometimes we lay it on man, but the weather pattern and all, God is still in control. We don't want to forget that. God is in control of everything, and I hope that he's in control in this country because we sure need him back to be yes, we do. our head instead of what we call a president. We need God in control, and these men that represent us, I pray that they open his book and, and see what he has to say before they make a decision on what uh, it's like unborn children. Uh, you know, and, and it talks about uh, Jesus and it talks about John. John was about six months or a little older than Jesus. But when Mary went to uh, John's mother, uh, when she told the story about uh, the Holy Spirit being with her, mm -hmm. uh, John uh, leaped in his mother's inside, and she knew it. So this child was actually a living child in a sense that why would you take that child's life? Why can you abort a child like yeah. that? And uh, people don't read and they don't think, you know. We were so blessed that God loved us enough to, to send his son down here to save us because we couldn't do it ourselves. We, we, uh, we're we sinful people. We we make mistakes all the time. And and that's... The, the, one of the biggest things I thank God for every night is, is for his son, Jesus. Well, it, there's one thing to it. Uh, I know that, that uh, I don't know where he sent him. I, he said he sent for all men, but I knew he sure had to send him for me. Yeah. And uh, I'm so for appreciative. For all of us. I'm, I'm appreciative of that because I, I flat needed him. 
You know, I've always thought that the, the churches should get special attention when they're doing things. And I mentioned this before. You've been working on building the new church for a long time now. Are you finally getting close to, and it's right off of John Bragg Highway. Yeah. Are you, are you getting close to finishing everything? Well, you know, uh, we just got our last approval on uh, one of the many things uh, that you got to have about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And now the prices are up so much that we hadn't got a bill, but the prices like for, for uh, plywood have tripled or even quadrupled. Uh, hmm. since this started and uh, like a uh, $18 sheet of plywood uh, up to $70 for that plywood and we're, what we decided uh, if the prices go down we'll be ready to go in spring but if it don't we're going to hold off on the prices because uh, it would make our church uh, double up and we can't afford to double up on what it's going to cost and, uh, do some so, of these lumber companies, do they not give special attention to the churches as far as, um, I, I know you have a, a great contacts with just about every business in Rutherford County. And, and uh, I, I, I know that a number of places, even homes, were being built. And a lot of the people, uh, the owners who were having them built, waited because the lumber had gone too high. Well, uh, when, this has hurt the labor force. Yeah. And the labor force has gone back to the people that were even cutting the trees and the people that were processing them out. Uh, a lot of them not, hadn't been able to work to uh, different, many rich reasons, but uh, it's cost so much more, and then supply and demand yeah. has drove it up too. But uh, I think you're going to see it have to cut back for people to be able to do things that they want to do. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, common sense is used in, in, in this thing, too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of like a $100,000 home. Uh, what we'd say, that was a lot of money because when we come up, you could buy a house for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, a house for fifteen dollars or $20,000. Now, that's when we were coming up. Yeah. But now we that didn't same pay house close to that. got up to about probably a hundred thousand. They're bringing two hundred thousand now. Yeah. And uh, I don't see how it could continue. I'm not a. a Do you think person. the interest rate, the low interest rate, is is one of the biggest reasons behind that? It is. It is. But you still got to pay it back. Yeah. And uh, if things don't stay good, people are not going to be able to do this. And, and a lot of people need to think about that. But I think it was when you were brought up. We were brought up at a time, my, my mom and daddy, both of them came up during the Depression. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we have a certain amount built in it within us yeah. that we are conservative in a sense. We know that it can happen because we were taught that. And we've seen things change a lot, too, as far as what we were able to do, what we were able to buy. And uh, uh, money was not available even. When we come up, we just had to, you know, do as you had. And, and uh, if you'll remember, too, we all had gardens. Well, we yeah. counted. We didn't do that because we want something special. We done that to eat. You know, uh, Mom and Daddy had, we, we got out there, and I, I always remember getting out there and turning the ground up and, and getting the uh, Johnson grass roots out. You had mm -hmm. to, when they turned them up, you picked them up, 
and pulled them out of there because uh, if you left them laying there, Johnson Grace going to come back up. But uh, stuff like that, you always remember. And uh, sometimes we forget where we, I say, come from. Uh, you'll come back to it if it gets rough enough, you know. Well, it, it's, it, it seems like about every 10 years things change yeah. in this country. And I've never seen it change like it has in, in the last, uh, say, 12 uh, years, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, where uh, we don't seem to have that love for each other. And I'm talking about for the whole country. Yeah, yeah. We don't seem to have that love that we've had all the times that you and I were growing up. We believed everything that was said. Uh, the The media uh, yeah. gave news out instead of opinions. And really, everybody was trying to join together to, uh, just to be kind of like a big family. And now th things have seemed to just come apart. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about uh, at the race, I saw uh, girls and I said ladies even come in with holes in their blue jeans, their knees, yeah. and even above the knees and below the knees that have holes in them. Well, back when me and you come up, we had holes in our knees and our blue jeans, but most of them had patches yeah. on them because my grandmama and my mama had to sew patches over where we'd tore those knees and warm out too, and we had to wear them. And I thought, they didn't come up when we did it because they'd be trying to cover them holes up or, or put on a good pair too. But it's, it's We should like have kept that. those jeans. We could have made a fortune off of them. That's true. That's true. Uh, every one of mine looked about <laughs> like what they had, but they, mine had patches on them. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They had, uh, they'd been tried to, they were fixed, and that's what we wore. But uh, now they wear them for dress. You know, I thought, man, that just, things turn around a little on us. You know, we in in the long run, just like you said earlier, I believe the the times in the late forties, uh, the war was already over with, and and in the fifties, thing I, I still believe that was the golden years yeah. to to grow up in. We were mischief, mischievous type kids, but we 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 loved each other. We had fun. And uh, like you said earlier, the families were all merged together. I mean, we, we, we supported each other. If something, somebody needed something, uh, in fact, I can remember Mama always keeping our doors, kitchen doors open because if somebody needed some sugar or something like that, um, they could just go come in the house and get what they needed and, and go back out. But uh, the, the store... Uh, the grocery store was the the center of everything back when we were growing up, and, and your mom and, and your dad. And uh, um, at one time, you wanted to get away from that. Yeah. I remember it very well. And the one thing you hated most was in the meat department having to, to do all of that work in there. I can remember you telling me you hated that. But... Somewhere along the line, you wanted to come back. What was the draw, and and kind of what is the difference between the relationship between your family and the community well, still at this point? One of the things I was just thinking about was our attitude for, toward people that have, have gone to service 
and given uh, took a chance on their life and a lot of them didn't come back yeah uh you know when i in 1960 uh i had the thumb to to get to where i was going like even to nashville uh and and to catch a plane and back i would thumb mm-hmm. if i had that uniform on i could get a ride quicker than than i could even drive a car you know yeah. what i mean yeah people respected people that had uh, uh served their in the service and uh, we knew to appreciate it uh i was trying to think his name but worked at woodfin's he's 94 or 5 now he was in the navy uh anyway uh he still lives there on bill Barry. allen yeah yeah brother allen yeah he, he lives on buried lane and you ought to hear the stories that he tells that he had to go through and uh it's kind of like mildred harold hired harold he went into normandy yeah. and he went all the way through uh, nearly to Berlin, and uh, uh, they came 40, in the same 40, time. D-Day, yeah. Yeah, and and Bill Allen's ship was sunk. That's right. Yeah, and you know I think he said there was uh, about 40 of them that was left that didn't drown or get killed in yeah. the in the explosion. And what happened? They hit a landmine. Yeah. And you know they took him back over there about 10 years ago and put him in a submarine and let him a down. A two-man sub. <laughs> uh, let him down to where that ship was. Yeah. And, and that and uh, him and his wife went back. And, I you believe. know I'm so grateful for Brother Allen and what he's done for us. But see, the older, the younger they are, the more we will forget that. Yeah. What they did for us that we are living like we are right now. If it wasn't for them, uh, we might be under Hitler right now or, or under his uh, regime, you know, which he would have been dead. But uh, if he had won, look, look what it would have done to us, you know. And it's kind of like socialism. Uh, if we're not careful... We're going to be under socialism. We need to really fight that because there's nothing like the freedom that we have in this country. You can go anywhere in the world, and you'll find a better place to live than here. But a lot of people don't know that. They had not seen the way some people have to live in different parts of the world. Yeah. In, in our country, probably in, there's never been another country like we are. Uh, and, and you think about our forefathers that, that came over here, mostly from Europe at the time, and when they established the Constitution for the United States, uh, there's never been a document that is anywhere close to the, the to our Constitution. Well, never. It says it's for the people. Yes. The people. Yeah. And that's us, you know. And if we're not careful, we're going to give this away to where... Uh, the government is going to tell us how to live. Now, we got to abide by the laws, but we need to abide by the laws as, as free men. Yeah. You know, and, and keep freedom as where it ought to be. And uh, this is what you need to look at when you're, when you're voting. Mm-hmm. And uh, realizing, yes, we're all one. Uh, it don't matter what color we are. It don't matter how much money we got. It doesn't matter none of these things. It's how we are as a person within. God's looking at us, and, and we need to think about that. If we keep it like God wants it to be, I think we'll live the right kind of life, and we'll be the kind of person we ought to be as a free country, you know. You know, in, in some respects, I, I know uh, in in uh, Israel, uh, the people pay back for their 
freedom by spending uh, uh, two years, or, or I can't remember, both the men and the women, uh, in the service. And I think that was one of the worst things that we could have ever done is do away with the draft. And, and I learned as much in those two years that I probably ha have in my whole life, being with other people under the same type of circumstances and how we all respond to each other. It, it, it made a big, big difference in my life. You know, these student loans, and now they was talking about that last night on the news, there's trillions of dollars that people owe for going to college. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I learned when you go like into service, you'll find things that you didn't know you could do. And God expects us to have more than one talent. Uh, and we may have one talent. Yeah. But if we'll work on it, I think we'll pick up that second one. And that's one thing about when I went down to Fort Jackson, I learned there was uh, more things to do in one. And I, I think that uh, the draft is probably one of the best things that ever happened to us in our age, our, you know, our particular time, yeah. because we learned a lot more talents than we would have if we had not uh, if we had not gone. Uh, we we learned things, and one of the things I learned, I learned to climb a pole. I was in communications in the army, and I learned to climb poles and stuff like that, and uh, switchboards and stuff. And I would never know nothing like that if I hadn't done that. And and I appreciate that. And when I see a man climbing on a pole, which he don't climb like he used to, uh, no, I, I appreciate that man. Uh, he's a special man to me that he'll put on those gaffs and come up that pole because I've seen some of the boys that I went to uh, service with that wouldn't climb. Uh, but I knew I, if they told me to climb and I seen a man that could climb, I knew I was going to climb. I, I might not like it, but I did, and I really enjoyed what I did, you know. But I've enjoyed everything in life that I've done. Uh, besides cutting meat. <laughs> no, I, I really, I like doing that, but if I could do it again, I, I guess I probably would, but I hadn't figured out in life what I won't do yet, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying different things. Well, you're things. still young. Yeah, I know it. I'm trying everything to see if I can get settled in on something where I can do it in life. You are, I think, three weeks older than me, though. <laughs> you, oh. you, you know, your daughter, Allison, is a lot like you in a lot of ways. She really is. And uh, her uh, goal in life was to be in the medical industry. She yeah. loved uh, uh, being uh, on the ambulances Paramedic, and taking yeah. care yeah. of everybody. Yeah. And, and she has such a big heart and, uh, and, and still does. I mean, she, she's one of the more special young ladies that I've ever known in my life. I mean, she came in to see my mom, and I've mentioned this a bunch of times. I, it still uh, gets to me when I think about her uh, coming in the door and talking to mom, and, and she she cried that she had to leave because she started crying about what mama was getting very uh, short in her time here. And But uh, she is in the business now at Bud's Tire, and she does a great job. She she probably knows more than anybody that's in that place except for you because it she has that it, it it's almost like a genius type situation that you've had all your uh, time because I remember you got the first uh, motor scooter in in uh, in Jakestown and you weren't happy with uh, uh, not knowing everything about it. 
Uh, I've told everybody you're a genius, and you get mad at me every time I do. Yeah. But the truth is you are. You are gifted with the talent of being able to take anything that's motorized and fix it. And, and you know it from top to bottom, except for driving my car out of here. You wasn't able to park the car or start it. Uh, <laughs> it's one of these push-button things. <laughs> it, it does everything. But uh, I, I, I can remember you doing all this. Allison has that same type of, of uh, blessing. I mean, she really does. Well, one of the things that, that I'm so proud of her for is, is somebody come in and said, I've got a noise. Can you tell me what it is? I mm -hmm. said, can I, I drive your car? And you could pick up a lot of, most of the time, you could pick up where it be in the transmission, or rear end, the bearings, or brakes, or whatever. And uh, one of the things that Allison is really gifted with, she's really good to do that now, she she's and I said as good as I am. I guess she's better than I am. But anyway, uh, she's able to do this, and that's a gift right there within itself to be able to drive a car and tell a person, I think it is this. It's got an axle, uh, the inboard axle here, yeah. because when you mash down it, it shakes. Well, you know that's an inboard axle, and uh, all this kind of thing is a gift, and uh, even meeting people is a gift. You know that's a blessing to be able to. You come in and tell me, and, and I'm able to communicate with you. And sometimes you maybe didn't act like you maybe had a hard day or something, but you may not act like you should. But that's your job yeah. to try to help them and to tell them what's wrong and to help them to get it fixed, you know. Uh, and I was talking about me uh, being a genius. Y'all, whoever's listening, call my wife and you ask her if I'm a genius. You'll get the truth out of that now. <laughs> well, she won't go that far, I don't think. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you guys have the the perfect relationship, I think. You 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 married a good woman, uh, Kay, and, uh, and uh, you, you won't ever find one better. I know that she does. She's like you. She wa always wants to do something for other people, well, and, and and that's a big plus in anybody's life. Well, it's just it's just kind of like God give me who I'd have. I told her that I said God give me you because He knew that I needed you. Where you needed me or not, <laughs> I sure needed you because of, of, of what yeah. life we made it through. Because uh, she's been able to help me through things that maybe I couldn't get through, you know. And uh, so life, that's what life's about, is getting through things that we don't think we can get through. But God says, put all, Jesus said, put these cares on me, mm -hmm. and I'll take care of them. And if we give it time, he will. Sometimes you think, man, there ain't no way out of this, and I've been there. Uh, there ain't no way out of this. But through, through Jesus, I've been able to do all things. And it, it, it wasn't that I figured it out. Because the Lord knew I need him. And uh, if I hadn't had him, I wouldn't be where I am today. And it's all his, you know. Yeah. It's all his thoughts and all his doings if I follow him. Now, I've got to follow him. And that's what it says in uh, um, Matthew 7, 21. He says, not everyone saith me, Lord, Lord will enter in. But he that doeth the will of me, that's who will go to heaven now we got to do that and it's not that we're perfect but we still got to follow him let's leave that on let's leave on that note okay
That, that, that's a special message for everybody. Well, well I want to thank you for asking me. And uh, you people, I'm the bottom of the barrel, so that's the reason I'm here today. And I appreciate uh, y'all letting me talk with you. Actually, you're not the bottom of the barrel. You're right <laughs> at the top of the barrel. And uh, with, with the weather being so bad and you just getting back from uh, Florida, I thought, well, let's... let's uh, Let's get Bud on, cause I, I love you being on. I love the the, the relationship that you and I have, yeah. and uh, I presume uh, are, is tomorrow morning going to be a normal Friday morning. It will be. I, I, breakfast will be served. Okay, I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I knew you. I knew you'd fix breakfast if I had you on the air today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, We'll see if we'll see you in the morning. I haven't heard from John Blankenship. He's all the way in Sparta. So, oh, my goodness. So uh, I don't know if he can make it over here or not, but I'll find out. You take care. And and, and if we're not on tomorrow, everybody have a, a really great uh, uh, weekend. See ya. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.